Hello, today I've got my good friend and colleague, colleague Kathy Presland on with me. I'm really excited to have Kathy here today. She is an expert on transformational leadership. She's a transformative coach and works with leaders, policymakers and politicians to create real change in the world. And what I'm really interested to hear from Kathy today, and the reason I've invited Kathy on is that she does, she does quite different work to a lot of people that I know, a lot of coaches. She, she just has a kind of different take on things. And it's really, really interesting. I thought it'd be interesting for you to hear from her about, um, you know, her take on living fearlessly. So, Kathy, what, I, I'm really interested to know, what does living fearlessly look like to you these days in your, in your life and, and work? Yeah, thanks, Rachel. So nice to be here. Um, it looks to me, living, fear, living fearlessly looks to me like at certain times I may experience fear. It looks like I have no control over when I might feel, I don't want to say fear, but like anxiety or when I might get a feeling of something. But it looks to me like that has no relevance to anything <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so, and I know that sounds like everybody waves the feel the fear and do it anyway book in front of you you know at that point when you say something like that and there's a there's a real <clears throat> to me <clears throat> to me it's a very big difference and it can sound very subtle when you first hear it there's a there's a real difference between feeling fear and feeling as if it's some real thing that you have to you know push away or that you have to feel into or that you have to you know whatever whatever the advice is that's different to being aware that you are having or that I am having a feeling of, of fear or of anything. I had it recently when <clears throat> we were just talking before the call, I went to do a talk uh, last week for a group of, of tech um, growth businesses. And, and a couple of weeks before the talk, I got the agenda through and I, I had the talk had been in the diary for absolutely for ages and I hadn't really thought about it at all. And suddenly it looked very present and I got a momentary feeling of panic. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness me. Who, <laughs> whatever, like, yeah, you know, stuff, had that, that feeling. Yeah. Okay, momentarily. And, and, and I kind of laughed at myself. Like it felt very real, you know, it felt like I was actually feeling this this mild panic it felt there was a real feeling of panic I wasn't making up the feeling it was it was definitely there but I knew no matter what I felt in that moment no matter whether it you know it looked like anxiety or it looked like something else I knew that it had no relevance to me getting ready to prepare for the talk and and that preparation was coming from a different place that was coming yeah. from the, the, the feeling, you know, in that case it was panic. It, it wasn't exactly fear, but that yeah. feeling that say it had been fear. It's not telling me anything meaningful about anything whatsoever other than, you know, like I've got an itch on my shoulder. It was like, it's like that. And it yeah. might be an annoying itch on my shoulder, but it's not useful, helpful, interesting, relevant. I don't need to change, change the fear. I don't need to drive it away. I don't need to pay attention to it. I don't need to feed it. You know, it's like, so what? Yeah. So. Yeah. And when I hear that, that's beautiful. When I hear that, that reminds me that I'm okay, that I can just yeah. take a breath. Oh yeah, that's how it is. And I didn't used to know that. Yeah. You know, and and that's what living fearlessly is all about. Like I, 
I took my fear so seriously for, for years. And, and I think what I hear and what you're saying is that the, the difference, the real difference is, as you said, it's like in the old days, if I felt fearful like that, I would think that then I need to do something about it, whether it's the pushing through, the feeling the fear and do it anyway, some kind of conscious or whether it's backing down and not doing what I wanted to do because I'm too scared. It's requiring some kind of action to, yeah. to combat it, isn't it? And, and yeah. what you're pointing to is that beautiful reminder of, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just kind of going on in my head. And that's what we lose sight of. I just came off um, a call with a client just before you and she wants to talk about anxiety. It's not something that typically people, you know, they don't come to me with like, I've got anxiety. I need to talk about it. It was just something that came up in the course of the, um, of, a, of a kind of much bigger conversation. And, but today this was the thing she wanted to focus on because she'd become very aware that she was doing what you've just described. You used to do was that she, she would experience anxiety and, although she knew kind of intellectually, like, I know this is not something that's really helpful. She, she, she hadn't, like, she hadn't internalized that. She didn't really see things that way. And she felt the anxiety as, as a kind of, she said she had this hierarchy of like feeling states, you know, it was hate. I actually, she listed to anxiety is something like, I don't want to feel like this. Yeah. So therefore it looked to her as if, a, she wanted to do something about it, and B, she could even do something about it. Whereas it looks to me like I can't, I can't do anything about the way that, that, that the feeling of panic that came up in that moment. I didn't ask for it. it; just that's just what came up. Yeah, and I have no control over what comes up. And sure, sometimes we're in habits of you know thinking certain ways or feeling certain feelings, but like it comes the way that it comes. And, and so I, I don't have control over that. And if I had focused on it, that would have been completely unhelpful because then I'm turning it into something that is, you know, making it into a problem or I'm making it into something that I need to do something about. And, and again, that like, that's just not how things work. I'm just, I'll end up amplifying it yeah. uh, rather than reducing it. And I think what to kind of take this to another level, I think what happens in those circumstances is we have some sort of like subconscious or unconscious, but at some level we feel as if those negative emotions are, are putting us at risk of some sort of like harm in some way. And we, we lose touch with the, with the fact that regardless of what we're feeling in any moment, we're actually okay underneath, but also we, we have a place that we can, we can make decisions from that sometimes we forget that, that we can do that. So there's always like that, that deep trust that comes, that things that, you know, knowing, knowing what is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's coming from a very different place than the fear or the panic or the, you know, even excitement, you know, any, any, any kind of emotional um, experience, the, the, the kind of the trust and the, the, the sort of the rightness of what we do is coming from a very different place. And, and I think sometimes when we get very wrapped in, in emotions like anxiety, we're scared that we'll lose connection with that, 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 that deeper place. And, and, and like, that's not true. <laughs> it may be clouded, but we, we can't possibly lose touch with it. And I think that's why we sometimes kind of worry about these emotions more than 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it seems, I mean, even for me now that my anxiety is kind of in the past, I don't experience it. My No, it's not correct. My relationship with it, when it shows up, yeah. is completely different. It's like night and day. And it's simply because I can, I can see that. That's all it is. Like, like I can, I can I, as you say, I knew it intellectually before. But I didn't know that that thinking wasn't helpful. I thought, I suspected that somewhere in it, it was going to help me. So I was trying to do things with it and manage it and move it about. And now, just from knowing, just from having that trust in how the system works, just knowing, oh, hold on, I don't need to do anything with that, sorts it out on its own what a relief <laughs> <laughs> what a relief and it's strange isn't it sometimes people will say to me yes but how how do you do that how do you do that like they want to dive into the how-to and I, I i don't know that i can can help somebody with the how-to but but it looks exactly the same to me it looks as if at some level when when somebody is experiencing continual anxiety or you know any, anything like that they there's something there's something inside of them which is which makes it look as if that emotion is helpful in some way as if it's telling them something about the outside world mm -hmm. um, and so of course if it looks real to them um, if it looks real to me then then I feel the need to, to 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 do something about it so so you know you've got kids I've got kids so if if it appears to me that my child is in danger in some way I want to intervene and do something. Of course, it's the natural thing to do as a parent. And mm -hmm. the more that I see with my children, especially with, you know, not like the kind of literally running in front of a bus kind of danger, but the, you know, the ups and downs of things that they experience. My son works in hospitality. So he has this succession of terrible bosses, <laughs> you know, like my other son's at school and the ups and downs of some teachers are just a bit, a bit more aware than other, like all of the things in life the more I see his resilience, you know, the, the okayness that he has inside of him and the more yeah. I trust in that, that actually he's okay. He knows what to do in his life. The less it looks to me like I need to do anything at all yeah. uh, to intervene in his experience. Yeah. And, and it's the same, you know, it's the same. Yeah. Me. So it's a relationship with that. I might, you know, he may come home from school and such and such was horrible to me today. And I want to go and, you know, be the punchy mum and, Biff them in the face, <laughs> like, but but then I can then I, then I can just like it's like I don't need to do anything about that. Sure, that might be my first reaction, but yeah, um, yeah, like, okay, crazy woman there, but he's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. No, it does. I mean, it brings its own set of challenges. The not having to do all of that, <laughs> <laughs> but also, don't you find it creates so much more space? Don't you find when you're not constantly obsessing about what every single emotion means oh my goodness like how much more time have you got in the day <laughs> oh gosh yeah yeah it, it's I mean I think what I've seen through through living fearlessly is that people who have who experience or are aware that they experience extreme fear and possibly anxiety stress all of that they label it as if that's a thing on its own, as yeah. if that's the problem. Um, it's as if anxiety is a different thing or stress is a different thing to 
you know, just any problem, any issue, any uncomfortable feeling. And the big thing, the big kind of, um, just the thing that kind of leveled the whole, leveled the, like the playing field for me. So I just thought, oh, so that feeling is the same, whether it's, I'm annoyed that, you know, my daughter left the, like, the, the, you know, on the Heinz baked beans tin, left the t- the lid up like that could slice somebody's arm off as you put your hand in the fridge. You know what I mean with teenagers, right? And I've said two thousand times, could you please transfer the baked beans to a plastic box and not leave this lethal top on the um, on the tin? It's it's no different to that feeling. It's just that. I think that anxiety, stress, fear is a different thing on its own. I don't see that it's to do with whatever's going on in the moment, which in your case there was, you know, you could be really stressed and anxious about your, your son. Yeah. It's yeah. hysterical. Yeah. yeah. When it's you, hysterical. See it. you see them as all the same and whatever is coming up, it, it's funny seeing it in different areas. I um uh <laughs> I got I got invited to go to a spa day with somebody on Sunday and it's a naked spa and my first thought was, oh, like, that was, that was like loads of fun and then the next thought was oh shit like <laughs> that means like I've got to be naked you know with my slightly older body <laughs> yeah not just looking at young studs, studs naked and then I thought oh you are a crazy woman. That, that is so, that is so my, my, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anxiety, but it's so my, I'm making up that somehow my body is like, you know, less, well, it is less than perfect on a scale of, of perfection, but you know, it was so funny the way the rapid succession of thinking that comes through our head and it's as meaningless as, as anything else. You know, I can go to the spa or not go to the spa, but worrying about my body image is just going to take me down a crazy route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like that with anything. And, and people see it in all sorts of different ways that being able to disentangle <clears throat> what it is we're experiencing from what's actually true. I had a, a session with a client yesterday who, um, was a you know relatively new, newly promoted into a senior position and and um, he said in his last job he'd had a succession of of uh, um, of kind of relatively underperforming staff so when he was first promoted into his previous job he'd had to make two or three people you know have to fire them or make them redundant whatever process they'd been through but basically he'd had to get rid of a certain number of staff and his fear was actually that it had made him too hard. He said, actually, I'm worried that I've lost some of my empathy and I've lost some of the, you know, I'm almost going too much in the other direction mm-hmm. that I'm too tough. And yeah, yeah. And again, that looks to me like, what does that even mean? He's making up something in his head. And he was a super nice guy. Yeah. But there's a there's a there's a place where we can be centered and balanced and where we can tap into in any moment, like what is actually what do I actually need to do in this moment? So in his case, he's taking on this new team and he wants to do, you know, some work to bring the vision together for the team. And some of the team are, are in um, um, uh, developing countries and some of them are here in the UK. You know, he's got this very mixed, mixed team. 
he 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 can no matter what his past experiences and no matter how he's experienced those circumstances he can still always tap into like what is what is the right next step for me in this moment and you know and him focusing on like his past and thinking oh gosh I'm too tough I'm a really horrible person and that that's that's made up as well that's completely yeah. made up and and he doesn't have to bring that with him into into where he is yeah. so although that's yeah. not fear exactly but that's what we do sometimes with fear is we're in a habitual you know this situation made me feel uncomfortable so therefore we bring it into the present with us and we you know we make meaning of it in the present and it, and it happens with everything you know in his example it wasn't fear it was something else but it's the same process that we make meaning out of something that that feels like it's got truth and relevance but really doesn't yeah absolutely it's i i suppose the beautiful thing about it is when we see that we like any second it, we, the feeling can change that's what I what always brings me back. What you're pointing to there is we can always see a new next step. We can always experience something fresh, something different. Whereas when you don't see this clearly, when you don't have this understanding of how, as we call it, how the system works, how the mind works, we really buy into that idea that, oh gosh, yes, I'm tough or I'm this or this is how it was or I need to, oh, how can I be better? And it, it's so heavy. It's, it's so, it's, um, yeah, it, it seems as if we have to, we have to know a lot of stuff and we have to remember it all and we have to somehow actively bring it with us. Like I have to remember to do this tactic or I have to yeah. learn this technique. Whereas actually we don't, the, the thing to, we bring all of, all of that learning with us anyway, regardless. I, I spoke to somebody who was, um, transitioning out of being an academic and and moving into um a, a, an organized an organization that had a very like a very kind of world-centered purpose but not not an academic and she said oh I, I, how am I going to you know how am I going to to bring some rigor but not be over rigorous and it's like you can't not bring that experience with you you've got a certain habit of work and looking at things through a kind of analytical lens like you're going to bring that with you in a good way Mm -hmm. whatever it's like you've got blue eyes you know you don't suddenly worry about how can I make my eyes stay blue and bring them with me and like oh my goodness what do I need to look like that's just part of you you bring mm. all that experience yeah. with you and 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 so but yet we feel as if we've somehow got to physically carry it <laughs> like it's like it's an extra thing and if we know that it's inside us then we can just show up lighter, cleaner, and naked in the spa. <laughs> like, like, I think, oh, do I need to bring this? No, you don't need to bring anything with you whatsoever. You just turn up and they give you a robe and that's it. And it's like, okay, one, one level, that's, that's, that makes me a bit uncomfortable. But another level, like I just turn up, I don't need to, I don't need to remember to take anything with me to the naked spa on Sunday because like, we're good. <laughs> You've got your body with you. I've got my body with me, whether I like it or not. That's brilliant. So, so it sounds to me like you're saying that it could be that we have everything we need already to be really effective, impactful leaders. I know, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> could it be? That's what you're saying. It could well be. It could well be. And in fact, I'm. Um, we were just talking before we got on the call about books, and I was saying I'm. 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 I'm um, the shape of my my book is emerging, and and that's probably going to be the theme that actually 
uh, we have everything that we need. And in fact, what makes people a more effective leader in a, you know, in both in a personal leadership and in an organizational context, which is where I work with people, is seeing how true that is and trusting yeah. it and knowing it and and more and more looking to that place that is truth rather than looking to the place of this like heavy bag of bricks that they feel they have to carry around with them yeah yeah that's beautiful that's absolutely stunning so kathy is there anything else you'd like to to share with listeners ab about you know, leadership or, or anything at all that's kind of coming up for you that you'd just like to leave? Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think just, just that last point really is that, you know, what if, what if you had everything you needed and like, what if the place to look was not to the external tactics and techniques and, and not that you feel you have to kind of manage everything both internally and externally, but to, to trust that you would know and you would, you would do the right next step and and that it would be okay that yeah that's that, that that for me is so people have so much more potential and capacity than they would realize and i think the worrying and the trying to even even coming from a good place they're trying to be better often clouds yeah um the, the, their ability to tap into the potential that they already have and uh and we're all humans and you know especially in organizational context it's very easy to lose sight of that and to think that the system means something and that the hierarchy means something and and that's just like crazy made up nonsense yeah that we're all just people yeah and sometimes yeah. we join together in an organization to, to to do a certain thing or to move towards a certain purpose or whatever it is and uh, we can unmake that as easily as we made it but mm -hmm. yeah to come back to the humanity of it yeah that's lovely well thanks so much kathy um where can listeners find out more about you and your fabulous yeah, um I, I write quite a lot on my website kathypresident.com i do a weekly post so there's um uh um there are a lot of posts just to go and browse as a place to opt in to, to stay in touch if that appeals to people i'm also very easy to find on social media kathy president i'm there on facebook primarily but twitter linkedin whatever do do feel free to reach out and make a connection yeah Thank Fantastic. You, well, thanks so much. And um, goodbye, everybody. I'll, I'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Living Fearlessly podcast. To begin your own Living Fearlessly journey, download your free Living Fearlessly kit at www.livingfearlessly.co.uk forward slash gift.